this edition of MonkCast, we're joined by Father Blaine Schultz. Father Blaine's here to tell us a little bit about the music of St. Benedict's Abbey, and why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Well, I joined the monastery in 1953, took my first vows in 1954, and was ordained in 1960. So I've been a monk since uh, 1954. What would that be? 57 years. Very good. Now, uh, so you uh, often play the organ. Do you have an official title? Uh, yes, I'm, I have the title of Abbey Organist and Choir Master, and I've held that, t- that t- title since probably 1967. Okay, and uh, what are your responsibilities as the choir master? Well, as choir master, selecting the music to be used at the various liturgies, the Mass liturgy and the Divine Office. I make out a sheet every week which indicates the hymns and canticles and music that we'll use. And then responsible also for playing um, most of the services. Could you tell us a little bit about your uh, musical background, uh, your training and such? Okay. Well, I took an undergraduate music degree at KU um, in musicology but I did take organ and piano lessons while there, and I got my degree in 1964. And then two years later, I attended the University of Wisconsin at Madison, where I got a master's degree, again with an emphasis in piano and organ, but my degree was in musicology, and I ended up teaching music history in the college for the next 45 years. Um, earlier when you uh, were recording some of these pieces uh, that we're about to hear, uh, you mentioned being trained in uh, Holland. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I had an opportunity back in 1987, 1988. I took a one-year sabbatical in Europe, and part of it was to spend some time taking organ lessons from two organists, um, an English monk, uh, Dom Sebastian Wolf, at... Uh, at an English monastery, Buckfast, and I studied with him for, oh, about um, two and a half months. And then later on in my stay, I went to Holland and studied with a very fine Dutch organist by the name of Wim van der Pony. And I was with him for uh, just over a month. We became very good friends, and he taught me the Art of Registration, and also found a lot of music, some of which I'll be playing, um, you know, for this program. Um, uh, I was just wondering if, uh, do you compose any music? Yes, I've composed uh, mostly for the office, uh, psalm tones that the monks use in singing the psalms. I've composed, oh, probably a half a dozen canticles, a hymn. Um, I don't... I don't claim to be a composer as such. I did take a course in composition and know, you know, what to do, but uh, that's about the extent of it. Um, what uh, sort of inspires your uh, compositions? When you... Well, the text primarily, you know, the text. Uh, I can sit down and take a text and, you know, write a reasonably singable, uh, attractive melody. It won't be unforgettable, but... <laughs> Um, they do seem to wear pretty well the melodies that I have composed. Um, could you uh, talk a little bit more? You talked about playing at the Liturgy of the Hours. Could you talk a little bit more about the importance of the music during the liturgy? Right. 
Well, uh, <clears throat> ever since Vatican II, there's been a great emphasis upon using music, singing instruments in uh, accompanying the liturgy. And now it's considered an essential part. A liturgy, either mass or office without music, is just unthinkable because there is that that magic that music can bring that can enhance the text and can touch people's emotions. And that's the whole purpose of, mu of music, isn't it? To, to um, open us up to new experiences, emotional experiences. So music has the power to take a text and um, dig down into its meaning and significance. Can you imagine reciting Happy Birthday and with the same effect that singing Happy Birthday does? Of course not. And that's what music does with a text. So. Very good. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about the uh, organ here at the Abbey? Okay. Um, the organ was, was the brainchild of Abbot Anselm. I'm sorry, Father Anselm Llewellyn, my mentor. And when the Abbey Church was being designed, um, Father Anselm contacted his good friend in New York, Ernest White, who was one of the foremost organ designers probably in the world. And he and Ernest uh, pretty much um, suggested, you know, what stops would be used, how large the organ would, would become. And so, thanks to their efforts, the organ was included in the design of the church, namely the installation of the uh, electrical components, laying um, cables, you know, for, for the electrical wires and all of that. And uh, <clears throat> the original organ was, was to have been in the neighborhood of 45 to 50 ranks, but at the time they only had enough money at the time that the church was being uh, built, they only had enough money to build, let's say, two-thirds of the organ. And so that represented the four divisions that we have, namely the, uh, the great and swell, the positive, and the pedal. And those are the pipes that one sees over the sanctuary. <clears throat> and altogether, they number about 1,900 pipes. And that portion of the organ is certainly adequate. But, of course, Mr. White had in mind a much larger instrument. And finally, back in 2002, the organ was completed with the addition of um, the antiphonal organ, a very significant addition, plus the epistle and gospel, bringing the total now to just a little over 2,500 pipes played on three manuals with the console in the choir. And for visiting organists, they have some problems with the time lag because um, of the distance that the console is from the pipes, especially from the antiphonal, but they get used to it after, after a while. Okay, so uh, which part of the organ are you going to be using to uh, play this first uh, piece? Okay, I'm going to be using the, the gospel and epistle divisions, which are located up in the choir. And the piece I'm going to play is called Sonata. It's by an Italian composer, G.B. Pichetti, 
and it's simply called Sonata in C minor, and it's to be played presto. Uh, could you tell us what presto means? <laughs> very fast. Very fast. All right, well, yeah. <laughs> let's hear you play very fast. <laughs> It was a sonata in C minor. Mm-hmm. By G.B. Pichetti. Incidentally, he was the organist at San Marco in Venice from 6, 1745 to his death in 1766. So uh, what is the next piece you're going to play for us? The next piece is one of the most famous melodies ever composed by Jules Massenet. It's called The Meditation, and it comes from his opera, Thais. Most often it's heard done as a violin solo, but it also transfers well over to the organ.
That was a uh, meditation. Why don't you tell us about this next piece that you're going to play? Well, it's called Offertoire, Offertory. It's by a French composer. His name is Louis James Alfred de Fouburi Velli. Quite a handle. Um, his dates are 1817 to 1870. And it's from a collection called Religious Meditations, his opus 122. And I've chosen first his offertory, offertoire, which is the last piece. And then I'll tell you about the next one when we get to that. So, offertoire. <clears throat> So this offertory, do you uh, have you used it in mass parts before? Yes, because of its nature, it's, it can be big and glorious. I usually use it at the beginning of mass. Um, I've never used it at the offertory or the offering of the gifts por portion of the mass. Uh, I've never done that. Mm -hmm. uh, what, are the, what are we about to hear? Well, the next piece we're going to hear is one by Carl Philipp Emanuel Bach, um, perhaps the most famous of uh, J.S. Bach's sons. You know, he had 20 children, 10 of whom survived, and four of his sons became 
even more famous than their father. But this is uh, Carl Philip Emanuel. His dates are 1714, 1788. And what I've chosen are two pieces from a collection called Six Pieces for a Musical Clock Mechanism. And I've chosen to do the duet for two clarinets. So uh, which portion of the organ did you use to play that piece? Well, I used uh, two divisions. I used the the positive. Uh, my right hand played on the positive, and my left hand played on the swell. And I used two different uh, solo stops. They are made to sound like clarinets, not real clarinets, but kind of a stringy sound and they complement each other very well. So what, what do you have coming up next for us here? Well, it's a piece by a German composer. I know nothing about him other than his dates, J.G. Witthauer. Um, it's called an Allegro Scherzando, it's an, and it's a piece that I inherited from my Dutch uh, teacher, Wim van der Pony. And it's just a lot of fun to play, kind of tricky, quick, and I've used um, two, two separate divisions of the organ to set the parts out.
right. Uh, what do you have coming up for us now? This is the second of the pieces by the French composer Louis-James-Alfred Le Febé-Véli from his Religious Meditations, and it's simply called Andante, and it utilizes in the left hand the swell organ playing long-held chords, and the right hand is playing kind of like a filigree on, on some light flute stops. Very interesting piece. You have to listen very closely for the flute stops. They kind of are a little bit subtle on this uh, particular recording. That's right. Perhaps one of the most familiar by J.S. Bach. It's called Arioso, and it it also is played at uh, weddings and funerals. Uh, beautiful melody. I'd sure like to lay claim to having been its composer. 
That last piece, uh, Arioso, is the one of the tracks from the CD On a Musical Journey, which can be purchased at our website, kansasmonks.org, or by giving us a call at uh, 367-5340. So, uh, Brother Blaine, uh, would you like to maybe uh, tell us a little bit more about the uh, Abbey organ and its recent installation in 2002? Okay. Well, I was just uh, recalling that when the truck with the pipes arrived, backed up, the doors opened, and the first pipes that we saw were the wooden pipes, the only wooden pipes in the organ, and they're in the antiphonal at the west end. But they were painted a dark, almost a chocolate brown, and the two men who were to install them said, who ordered that color? Actually, we had sent a, a sample of the wood from the interior of the church to the company so that they could match it. And it was a, what, a kind of an oak, a light oak. And here we had this chocolate brown. So they spoke to whoever was in charge, and they got on the telephone, and they called the company back in, I believe it was in Ohio. They got the president on the phone, and they explained that these pipes arrived in this condition. There was a long pause, and during which the president gave instructions as to what to do. And the instructions being, we discovered that the pipes were to be, um, uh, let's see, not return. That was one question, to, to return them and get new ones, or to simply uh, work on the ones that we had. Fortunately, the man who made the mistake in painting them chocolate brown had used an acrylic paint, so it was removable. It wasn't a stain. But the pipes are darker than they were really meant to be. Uh, finally, Father Blaine, what I wanted to ask you was uh, you talked about being a teacher in the college for uh, many years. Um, have you uh, yourself trained any other uh, organists? Well, I've um, worked with Brother Lawrence and Father Meinrid. Father Meinrid did take organ lessons from Sister Joachim, who is a trained organ teacher. And through the years, I've had students who were pianists who wanted to also learn something about the organ. So I have taught oh, probably a dozen students, some of whom have gone on to use their training, you know, to help out in church services. Very good. Well, uh, we hope that you'll uh, share your talents uh, with us again in the future, and uh, thank you for uh, stopping by here at the podcast. Thank you very much. Happy to do it. been Monkcast. Watch out for part two of the music edition with Father Jeremy Hepler coming out soon. Father Blaine, thank you again for joining us. As always, follow the monks on Twitter at Kansas Monks. Follow us on Facebook. You can subscribe to Monkcast on iTunes or check us out on our website at kansasmonks.org. Once again, some of the musical selections were on the Monks CD on a musical journey, which is available on our website, kansasmonks.org. Thanks for listening.